The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back as liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller, with you on this Thursday, 17th of September, 2020. And I'm just going to warn you today, folks, uh, seat yourself comfortably, get what you need, fasten your safety belts, because we're going on a ride today. Well, let's see how I start this segment. Fox News. Rupert Murdoch out. Democrat-loving Hillary clowns taking over. The erosion of Fox News. And we will give you examples today. And uh, one is, of course, censorship. Now, (laughs) it was rather fascinating to watch a clip of Harris Faulkner interviewing Newt Gingrich. Now, if you don't know who Newt Gingrich is, then ah, you've been on another planet someplace. Used to be the Speaker of the House. Never did like Newt. He's one of these polished forever Republicans. But he no longer holds a seat in the United States government. But he's a favorite to bring up and to interview. Well, this interview didn't exactly go as as meant. And what I'm about to tell you is that Fox is compromised. And I thought, you know, people have been saying for a long time now, Tucker Carlson's days are numbered. He doesn't get paid like a Sean Hannity, although I think he should. Sean Hannity is more of the booster for Republicans and all things conservative. I guess this guy missed the fact that what he calls conservatives anymore isn't really conservative and it sure as heck isn't constitutional, but that's what $31 million will will buy you. Somebody that will look convincingly into the camera and go through the political stuff like, uh, well... You know, Democrats bad, Republicans good. You know, even Rush Limbaugh caught on to that one, and his audience let him know that, look, Rush, 
We love you, but please, if anybody hasn't noticed, and I think uh, with Rush Limbaugh, um, that specter of death hanging on his doorstep every single day, I kind of uh, believe that it's loosened his tongue a little bit. And how do you want to be remembered, Rush? And I think he's doing what his conscience is dictating that he does. And, you know, that conscience is a very funny thing. You don't feel any, well, you, you, don't, you don't feel any conflict if you're a dyed-in-the-wool Satanist now, do you? You've got to have a conscience in order to have it bother you. So you just eliminate all that's good, and hey, anything goes. I don't lose any sleep at night, and I worship the devil, and I pray to him every night before I go to sleep. That's, of course, tongue-in-cheek, but you see my point. Now, Harris Faulkner had Newt Gingrich on, and uh, the posting date on this was September 16th. Now, it could have been the 15th. Can you do me a favor, uh, Mike? Uh, look at that Harris Faulkner piece and see if that was actually aired 16th or 15th. I just want to be accurate about this. But here is the interview with Harris Faulkner and Newt Gingrich. Pro-criminal and overwhelmingly elected with George Soros' money, and they're a major cause of the violence we're seeing because they keep putting the violent criminals back on the street. I'm not sure we need to bring George get Soros into this. <laughs> I was going to say you get the last word, he Speaker. <laughs> he, he, he paid for it. I mean, why can't we discuss the fact that millions no, of he dollars didn't. he spent? I, I agree with Melissa. George Soros doesn't need to be a part of this conversation. Okay. So it's verboten. All right. We're going to. Okay, we're going to move on. And uh, what she was getting, of course, is instruction from her producer. But the greatest sin in live television, folks, is that that god-awful not saying anything and just sitting there like a wax dummy. That's what Harris Faulkner was doing. Now, very interesting. Evidently, they got a lot of backlash off of this because Harris Faulkner came back on. And again, I don't know when this actually aired. Uh, it's on their show called Outnumbered. But uh, old Harris uh, got back and started to explain to people exactly so what happened. Oh, shut up a second here. And her explanation just made it worse. Here's her rebuttal to this little faux pas that they had at Fox News. Yesterday? yesterday? It was yesterday. Okay, great. Well, here's the cleanup from Harris Faulkner. So we had a little incident on the show yesterday that was not smooth. And while I was leading that segment, we had interruptions, and I sat silently while all of that played out. Now, what interruptions is she talking about? We had interruptions. It was from her scheduled guest. The other person commentating on the program. Interruptions? Is she also speaking about the producer that was certainly in her ear going, cut it, cut it? Also not ideal. 
Our guest, former House Speaker Newt Gingrich, who is beloved and needed to be allowed to speak with the openness and respect that the show is all about, was interrupted. Do we debate with fire here? Yes. Oh, yeah. But we must also give each other the space to express ourselves. As the only original member of the six-year-old Amazing Daytime Ride known as Outnumbered. Does that sound like a swan song to you? She's had a good ride for six years. Now, I don't, I cannot personally speak to the character or the integrity of Harris Faulkner. I cannot. Whether she agreed with what happened or not, we won't, we won't know. Because if she's going to garner another paycheck from Fox News, you know, for that big bucks, you got to go along to get along sometimes. But I'm sorry, I interrupted her cleanup here. I especially want to rock and roll with every voice and perspective at the table. We don't censor on this show. Yes, you do. And that's why we're winning weekdays at noon. Mm-hmm. Weekdays, we're winning. We're winning. <laughs> I don't know exactly what that means. Now, I'm going to get into the Darren Beatty and Tucker Carlson interview. And this guy, man, I've got a suggestion here. Uh, you've heard me speak about One America News. Now, this is a fledgling network that could easily, and I mean easily, push Fox News right into the dumpster. But they don't have the funding. They don't have the money that Fox News has. I mean, they're still the number one news, cable news network, okay? CNN might have started it, but Fox News crossed the T and dotted the I. Still the biggest, but yet the real truth hounds out there and the real truth seekers are starting to see through this. People are not automatically mesmerized when a Sean Hannity or a Laura Ingram comes on. They're listening very intently to the words and more importantly, the message or the context of their broadcast. Now, Darren Beatty, and there seems to be a little confusion as to who Darren Beatty really is. And, of course, I asked Siri on my iPhone, and Siri gave me something other than, well, I had to spell out the name, and then finally I got it. Now, this guy, evidently, let me back up here a little bit. Uh, a callous disregard for life, GOP lawmaker kicked out of Illinois legislative session over refusal to wear a mask. Uh-oh. Got to get rid of this one. He can see. On the first day, and this goes back to May 21. On the first day of the Illinois General Assembly's a special pandemic session in a makeshift chamber in the Bank of Springfield Center, the first order of business was to vote that everyone must, must wear a mask, a rule that was passed overwhelmingly with bipartisan support. But there was one Republican holdout on Wednesday, State Representative Darren Bailey. Ah, there is the problem. Evidently, Siri cannot even give me once I spell the name. It's not Darren Beatty. Do me a favor, Mike. 
uh, I, I'm being uh, I'm being shunted here every turn I go to try to find out more information on Darren Beatty. B e a t t i e. Can you look that up? White House speechwriter. Okay. You got fired? When? Okay, well, just post it on the caller page. I'll take a look at it. At any rate, my error there. But this Darren Beatty, speechwriter, ex, evidently ex-speechwriter for the White House. Which White House? The Trump? Okay. Hmm. Here he was on Tucker Carlson's show. And what he was talking about is the color revolution. Now, the color revolution, it does not mean people of color, like blacks or Indians or whatever. This is a playbook, literally called the playbook, on how exactly the CIA and a sundry other paid groups for hire, destabilize foreign governments. Now, we've seen the United States wade into countries militarily and just smash and shoot anything that moves in order to get the desired uh, results from who's going to run this circus show next. Iraq, 1953. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the story of Norm Eisen. Now, who is Norm Eisen? And this is President Obama's former White House ethics czar. Yeah, Norm Olson was Obama's ethics czar. His longtime friend since Harvard Law School, who recently partook in war games to simulate overturning a Trump electoral victory during writing a detailed playbook on how to use the color revolution to overthrow governments. The story of Norm Eisen only gets more fascinating, outrageous, and indispensable to understanding the planned chaos unfolding before our very eyes, leading up to what will be perhaps the most chaotic election in our country's history. Now, we've heard just a little smatterings here and there uh, of the Democrat Party ginning up getting the lawyers ready to come out and call this election illegal and everything else if Trump happens to win. And of course, today I hear the stories, well, they're trying to make a, a two, three-day count on this so we make sure we have all the ballots to count. Yeah, it's the modern-day version of the chits and the hanging chads. Now, Before we can fully appreciate the significance of Norm Eisen's Color Revolution Manual, the playbook, we must contextualize this important book in relation to its place in color revolution literature. As a bit of a refresher to uh, the listeners, it's important to emphasize that when we use the term color revolution, we do not mean any general type of revolution. Indeed, one of the chief advantages of the color revolution framework we advance is that it offers a specific and concrete heuristic by way which to understand the operations against Trump beyond the accurate but more vague term coup. 
Unlike the overt, blunt method of full-scale military invasion, as was the case in Iraq, a color revolution employs the following strategies and tactics that we saw in Syria, that we saw in Iraq in 1953. A color revolution in this context refers to a specific type of coordinated attack that the United States government has been known to deploy against foreign regimes, particularly in Eastern Europe deemed to be the authoritarian and hostile to American interest. Rather than using direct military intervention to affect a regime change, as in Iraq, color revolutions attack a foreign regime by contesting its electoral legitimacy, organizing mass protest, and acts of civil disobedience, and leveraging media contacts to ensure favorable coverage to their agenda in the Western press. Wait, he's not the originator. This combination of tactics used in the so-called color revolutions did not come from nowhere. Before Norm Eisen came Gene Sharp, originator and godfather of the color, uh, the color revolution model that has been the staple of U.S. government operations externally and now internally for decades. Before Norm Eisen's playbook, there was Gene Sharp's classic, From Dictatorship to Democracy. Now, let me stop and digress here for a moment. How many years have you heard me complaining on air that all of a sudden, conservatives, Republicans, Democrats, socialists, communists, all, even Fox News, they're running the banner for the upcoming election, Democracy 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, we have never been a democracy Ever. That's They're trying to turn it into an administrative democracy, trying to make you believe that if 51% of the old folks out there go along with it, well, that's the public's will, and that's what we're going to do. Now, if we were direct democracy, it wouldn't take how many to pass a bill in the Senate or Congress? I think in the Senate it's two-thirds, which is what, 66 and two-thirds percent or one-third percent? Not 51%, not the mob or the mobocracy for democracy. Just wanted to get that in there. This is something that I saw Fox News doing a couple of years ago. Oh, democracy, 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 democracy. And I, it, was a little, it was a little tattered at first because, well, just sometimes, you know, the word constitution and republic ended up in the same sentence uh, with democracy. So they had to clean that one up. So, we go from dictatorship to democracy, which might be justly described as the Bible of the color revolution. Such is the power of the strategies laid out by Sharp that the Lithuanian defense minister once said of Sharp's preceding book, uh, upon which dictatorships to democracy builds, that I would rather have this book than a nuclear bomb. That's how powerful he thought that it was. Folks, we're starting to drill down on this and who's who and who's doing what and for what reasons, but it's not being stopped. We got a revolution of the generals, retired and active in the Pentagon. We have it in the media. We have it all over the place. And George Soros is sitting back there swapping spit with the devil, but we can't talk about 
George Soros on Fox News. Oh, man. Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and the new app, Koshertify, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Koshertified app can make a huge difference for your future. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then Common Core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. tuned in to the National Intel Report, the real talk radio show, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Talking about the forerunner to Norm Eisen, um, and Norm Eisen's book called Playbook, From Dictatorship to Democracy. Uh, Gene Sharp was the predecessor of these programs to destabilize. Gene Sharp, the Machiavelli of nonviolence, has been fairly described as the most influential American political figure you've never heard of. Sharp, who passed away in January of 2018, was a beloved yet mysterious intellectual giant of nonviolent protest movements. 
and I'm quoting, the father of the whole field of the study of strategic nonviolent action. Over his career, he wrote more than 20 books about nonviolent action and social movements. His how-to pamphlet on nonviolent revolution from dictatorship to democracy has been translated into over 30 languages and is cited by protest movements around the world. In the U.S., his ideas are widely promoted through activist training programs and by scholars of nonviolence who have been used by nearly every major protest movement in the last 40 years. For these contributions, Sharp has been praised by progressive heavyweights like Howard Zinn and Noam Chomsky, nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize four times compared to Gandhi and a cast of lonely prophet of peace champion of the downtrodden and friend of the left. Well, Gene Sharp's influence on the U.S. activists left the social movements abroad has been significant. But he is better understood as one of the most important U.S. defense intellectuals of the Cold War, an early neoliberal theorist concerned with the supposedly inherent violence of the centralized state, and a quiet but vital counselor to anti-communist forces in the socialist world from the 1980s onward. Hmm. In the mid-1960s, Thomas Schelling, a Nobel Prize-winning nuclear theorist, I'll get that all out, recruited the 29-year-old Sharp to join the Center for International Affairs at Harvard. That was the bastion of the high Cold War defense, intelligence, and security establishment. Leading the so-called CIA at Harvard were Henry Kissinger, future National Security Advisor McGeorge Bundy, and future CIA chief Robert Bowie. Sharp held this appointment for 30 years. There, with the Department of Defense funds, he developed his core theory of nonviolent action, a method of warfare capable of collapsing states through theoretical social movements designed to dissolve the common will that buttresses governments all without firing any shots. Sound familiar? That's what the communists said about the United States. Well, we're not going to invade the United States. Why should we? We'll just destroy them from within without firing a shot. Remember? Well, getting back to Tucker Carlson. Now, Tucker brought this guy on. This Darren Beatty that knows about this color revolution. And he was on Tucker Carlson's show to talk about it. former speechwriter for President Trump. He works now with Revolver News, the website. He says this is part of a familiar plan. In a, in a recent piece, Revolver argued that Democratic operatives, including some who testified during the impeachment proceedings, are adopting the same tactics that U.S. intel agencies use to start so-called color revolutions in places like Ukraine. Darren Beatty joins us tonight to explain. Darren, thanks so much for coming on. So, for our viewers who are not familiar with the color revolutions in Eastern Europe, state as clearly as you can what you think is going on right now in this election. What's the end game for Democrats? Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, many have described the actions taken against Trump as a coup. And this is certainly correct, but it's a little bit general and vague. What's unfolding before our eyes 
is a very specific type of coup called the color revolution. It's a regime change model favored by many in our national security apparatus, particularly against Eastern European countries to overthrow target regimes that they don't like. One model, which is not the color revolution model, is purely sending a bunch of troops into a country and removing by military force a leader you don't like. That's like the Iraq model. Right. The color revolution model is a little bit more delicate and subtle. It has several characteristics, but the chief characteristics of it is a combination of an engineered contested elections scenario combined with massive mobilized protests which they call as a term of art, peaceful protests and acts of civil disobedience. If that sounds familiar, it gets even better. It's not only the same strategies and tactics used against Trump that is used against Eastern European dictators that our national security apparatus doesn't like. It's literally the same people who are color revolution professionals, who have a long history of using these same tactics against foreign leaders they don't like to use against democratically elected President Donald Trump. Now, let me stop right here. We're coming up to break, about a minute off from break. But let me remind you and ponder this while we go to break, and we'll continue with this interview that gets interrupted by the producers at Fox News. Um, Can we say Muammar Gaddafi? Um, Libya, Iraq, they tried to blow up Iran, but the Russians kind of got in the way, really gave the United States a hand with Syria, but they tried the same thing with Syria, with Bashir al-Assad. There's not a revolution they don't like. We'll be back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website, by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extend your life with really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heart throb and left arm pain mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple family units, Call us for a free consultation 
at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. About halfway through this uh, Tucker Carlson piece, and you will see what I'm saying about the producers getting in Tucker's ear. That's rather awkward. At any rate, here's Darren Beatty on Tucker Carlson. And the discussion, the first time, ladies and gentlemen, that this has ever been put out on a news media in this country, to my knowledge. And he had to go. It's the same people using the very same playbook. Now, I'd like to talk about one of the key figures in this operation, a nexus point not only between color revolutions overseas and the color revolution against Trump, but a nexus point between lawfare and mass mobilization and so-called peaceful protests. This is a man by the name of Norm Eisen. Norm Eisen is a key legal hatchet man Democrat operative, former Obama ethics czar, believe it or not. And he is also a key architect of nearly every effort to censor, sue, impeach, and overthrow the president. He is the author of, in fact, a color revolution playbook, literally called the playbook. And one of the items he calls for in his playbook to overthrow regimes overseas he doesn't like is engineering election fraud scenarios, using election fraud to engineer mass protests to question the legitimacy of the target leader. Norm Eisen has a long and checkered history going all the way back to his days at Crew, which is a lawfare arm. He's been behind over 180 lawsuits against Trump. He authored 10 articles of impeachment before the president's phone call was even made. He was special counsel to the Democrats for the impeachment process. He was literally involved in every aspect of this color revolution against Trump. His latest act, and perhaps his greatest act, 
coming up is to use lawfare in order to overturn the 2020 election using various legal theories, principally yeah. his theory about... Nor principally Norm Eisen. Remember the name. I'm sorry, Darren, we're out of time. I appreciate that. We'll be right back. Thank you. We're out of time. Sorry, we're out of time. For the first time in this talk show host career that anything like this has ever been put out. This is the deep, dark, black CIA trick bag, that what he's discussing here. And there has been a revolution going on. We've seen it just recently by the retired and current generals of the Pentagon, Mad Dog Mattis that was kind of let go by the Trump White House. Trump thought he was a good guy, warrior, hey, good man. And it turns out that wasn't necessarily the case. And old Mad Dog was let go. Well, Mad Dog has come out and basically said that, yeah, Trump, this man's not worthy of office. Really. He's bringing the troops home. He's not started any new world uh, wars in the Middle East. Trump's walking the tightrope here with China. Yeah, our good buds and pals, the most favored nation status, let's make them rich. Let's move the American corporations over there. Uh, let's give the red China, and they are red, they are communist, communist all. Let's give them the funds to be the next boogeyman on the planet by way of, well, basically screwing the United States any which way that they can. I've never said that China is a friend of the United States. Never once did you hear me say that. But it's politically expedient for the war hawks out there and the neocons and the Democrats as well. They love war as well. Well, let's here, let's just heap this on the China no good nick pile. Okay, I understand that. I've watched it happen. But when Donald Trump, if we remember was talking about trade imbalances. $600 billion a year trade deficits with China? They could send anything into the United States, and these people that wanted most favored nation status for trade were the Republicans who were well, the ones out there saying, yes, well, we got to do this. We can change all of China and their communist ways by giving them a taste of capitalism. This is how it was sold. And everybody sat around and agreed, okay, yeah, I guess we can try that. Really? What, are you going to change Mistopheles by pasting a set of angel wings on him? He's still the devil. But this is how the game is played. Now, the rest of the world is starting to wake up to this, and so is the United States and its people. They're getting ready. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that Donald Trump's going to win re-election. But there, there's no smooth transitioning here. We already know they're lowering up. They're already getting ready for the, the defeat of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Defeated? These communists should be burned at the stake. 
But we are a civilized world, aren't we? Yeah, I remember that we had marched halfway around the globe, supposedly to go kill communists, but now we seem to have them in seats of uh, power in the state government and the federal government. Hmm, how did that happen? All right. Hold on one second here, folks. Uh, you need to you need to refresh your screen there, Mikey, because I've got no names on it. Yeah, I am at the top. <laughs> okay. Thomas in San Francisco, you're up first. Hello, Thomas. John Pat Miller, thank you very kindly, sir. This is the most important message I've ever given to you, and I just want to say that I'm not a racist, and I think that all people are equal. Now, that being said, San Francisco Mayor London Breed will give black women $1,000 a month if they're pregnant. And that includes Pacific Islanders. Now, okay, uh, uh, all right. Let me let me let me probe you a little bit on this one, Thomas. Uh, what's the thinking behind the? Uh, you said the mayor of San Francisco. What's the thinking behind this? Well, they want to have a prosperous uh, out- outcome. I'm not making this up, by the way. And by the way, and I just want you to know, you know, we all know about uh, Lyndon Johnson, about like how he wanted to destroy the human or the uh, black family with the uh, great society. We all know about that. Okay. We all know about that. But this lady doesn't have the authority to do that because, okay, the city council if I'm wrong, I think the city council has to do bills, and then the mayor okay's it, right? Am I? No, am there, I there's there's no bills. There's no written. There's they vote. Somebody will propose something, and it's before the city council, and they'll just sit there and vote on it. There's there's no state legislature. There's nothing. They don't have to follow the constitution. Well, she's just a she's just a city mayor. Yeah, I know that, and that's what I'm explaining to you. They they don't go through any lengthy process. They come up with something. The city council votes on it, and voila, there. That's our policy. Whether it's right, wrong, illegal, immoral, unethical, doesn't matter. There it is. We voted on it. Well, get this, John. I just want you to know that I can't even get a damn haircut. <laughs> because my hair is long and I don't even want it to be long. Don't you? Because... Now wait a minute, Thomas. Don't you long for the days of long hair and bell bottoms? I mean, come on. They're foisting a. Uh, uh, they're by the back door. They're foisting a, um, uh, a, a a lifestyle for you. They're they're sending you back to the sixties. Well, I used to have long hair in the 
in the day, but whatever. I don't want it now. I mean, it's my choice. No, no, Thomas. I'm, choice, I, I, I know. I look. I, I'm just having a little fun here, and you're taking me way too literally. Okay. What? What? what what's your... I, I would like to have. I would like a damn haircut. Okay. <laughs> you know, I've got a. And, I've and got a. Hair, and my haircut place is closed. Yeah. It's never going to reopen. Yes. Ta da! You understand that? Yeah, I understand, understand it. But I, 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 have you heard what I've been talking about for how many months and years about California? No, you're right. I agree with you. You're preaching to the choir here. Okay. What I'm trying to say here is this lady has no right to do that. How is she going to get tax dollars to black ladies to have babies when there's no businesses around? How are you going to do that? It, uh, uh, they don't care. They're so far and deep in debt that what does it matter anymore? California is bankrupted how many times over? How did they accomplish that? You know the story. You've lived it. You've been out there. You've watched it. Yeah, but I'm going to tell everyone you need to have fire breaks, by the way. And that's just every time Gavin Newsom opened his mouth and says, Global, global oh, warming. Guess what? That guy needs to know about what fire breaks are. He knows better. And, and he's he knows. one of the, he's one of them, my friend, Thomas. He is one of the people that want to overturn the government that we have in this country, both state and federal. Okay, so it's not a mystery, Gavin Newsom. I mean, my God. What this guy is capable hey, I, of, I, I, I think we're we're having a, a little preview here. I'll just say on your, I'll just say it on your show. I get in big trouble, but I'll do it anyway because I think my life is already done anyhow. But I'll just say it to everyone out there. I worked a place where Gavin Newsom was pre uh, mayor, and he had a section over there. And they're all doing cocaine, and they didn't do it in the bathroom. They just did it on the booth. <laughs> because well, that doesn't, Thomas. That, that's that, the way that he is. Thomas, that that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it it really wouldn't. But Governor Newsom, um, he's he's this guy. How can anybody in any state, in any capacity? Whether they're, in the, whether they're in the state legislature, they're the governor of the state, that's required that you raise your right hand and affirm the Constitution to protect it, not only from foreign threat, but domestic threat as well. They should be excused on that basis alone. But now we got to let it go to the point where we're now screaming treason at the top of our lungs. This is a color revolution. That's what I've been talking about today. And it's real. And it's right in front of our faces. I thank you for your call, Thomas. Glenn in Philadelphia. Hello, Glenn. Hello, John. Hi. 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 When you were... Um talking about that author, Sharp, um, you made reference to something that's huge that I think we often lose sight of, and that is you said he's 
you know, like, like one of the most influential movers and shakers you've never heard of. Right. And that never heard of, that anonymity, is a huge point. I mean, um, you hear people talk of fame and fortune. The most powerful people aren't the ones we see as, this is the world's richest man, or this guy's mm -hmm. the wealthiest man. It's the people who have, and not, not even political power, it's influence, and the people who have the ability to influence the flow of other people's money that is so very powerful. So, so many of these are people we've never heard of. Right. And, you know, most, and some of the most evil, most powerful people are these ones coordinating things between government entities and international organizations and stuff. And uh, it's, very much, it's very much like the... Uh, the James Bond smash inspector type stuff, you know? Well, and, but Glenn, you, you've heard me say this repeatedly. I've referred to those that will be quoted or invited on news programs or uh, at university or in think tanks or whatever. What you're seeing are the sock puppets. These are the front dummies. You don't get to see the string pullers behind the scenes. Exactly. They, they are the deep state. Exactly, the puppet masters. And and this and if you look at the sleight of hand with this sharp guy, his one uh, book entitled Dictatorship from Dictatorship's Democracy, that's a false dilemma. He's going uh, he's talking about going out of the frying pan into the fire. The, right. the founding fathers hated democracy. Well you know, what we're striving for is not democracy, it's it's constitutional republic, as you well know. Well and but, and, um, and that's been the basis and I've had people argue with me and denigrate the the, the founders. Look, were they perfect? No. Uh, were they rolling the dice here because the king wanted to lob their head off because actually they rebelled against England, and they said, you know what, we got a new break over here, we got a new chance, we're going to start something new. And Washington, it was, it was talked about endlessly. Well, should we make him king? Should this be an aristocracy? Exactly. Should this be an aristocracy? Should it be a democracy? No. What they said was, no, you know what? Uh, we're going to do this little thing by way of Constitution, and we're going to put up a list of the do not color outside the lines that's called the Bill of Rights. And people. Well, have, they, pled, yeah. they pledged their lives and fortunes, and they lost them. That's right. Men they they put their money and their families and their livelihoods and their and their legacies on you know where their mouth was. Well, and then you've heard the people that have called into this show telling me that oh no, John, you're wrong. And I said, do you think these people are idiots? If you're going to set up a, a if you're going to set up a gambling house, you're the one that's got the roulette wheel and you got the poker tables and you're the one that makes the rules and you've got the bank. So right. with that being said. You're going to get in there and fix this thing, and then you're going to be burned at the stake. You're going to be hounded, jailed, or killed. That's not right. very good deal making in well, my in my mind. And then once America is established, then you have you know Washington warning against uh, foreign entanglements. But now we have a CIA that JFK wanted to break into a thousand pieces, <laughs> meddling through colored revolutions in governments all over the world, and then we disingenuously hypocritically whine and complain about supposed Russian meddling in right. our election. Hey, hang, Glenn, hang on a second. Hang on. Uh, let me take this break. 800-313-9443. You're part of the revolution, folks. Can you see it now? Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day. 
and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Hear ye, hear ye, ConstitutionOnTrial.com presents the most important question for our generation. Is the United States Constitution biblical? Witness the prosecution and defense of the United States Constitution on trial, live and unscripted at the Maranatha Retreat Center in Everton, Missouri, and streamed live on YouTube. For the prosecution, Ted Weiland, pastor, Bible teacher, and author of Bible Law versus the United States Constitution, The Christian Perspective. Versus, for the defense, Brent Allen Winters, a practicing lawyer and author of Excellence of Common Law in Light of History, Nature, and Scripture. Is the United States Constitution biblical? Live and unscripted at the Maranatha Retreat Center in Everton, Missouri, and live-streamed on YouTube. Saturday, September 19th from 6.30 till 9.30 p.m. Come one, come all. This most important event is free to attend and stream live on YouTube. Go to constitutionontrial.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxysilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Anybody out there? Because it's getting harder and harder to breathe, with or without a mask. <laughs> Glenn and Philly, you've been around the block a few times. You've seen a few things. Can you actually believe what you're seeing and hearing in today's news in this country? Actually, um, John, in my natural mind, no. There's all sorts of dissonance. I mean, we've gone from feeling like the COVID thing is terribly real to most people feeling like it's a mythology unless you've been touched by it personally. But in my natural mind, no, I'm a Christian in terms of of what I know about prophecy and Jesus returning for the church and Antichrist rising. I can believe it perfectly because it's going, you know, step by step exactly as the Bible says. So Mm. if I were to, I don't know how secularists can manage to try and look at all this stuff 
without going bonkers. Yeah, but you as a Christian are also aware that the end times have been prophesied before at least a dozen times. And it oh, didn't... Yeah. Well, this... Oh yeah, this is why I think the rapture concept is overemphasized. Okay, but I'm not you know, just—I'm not talking. Yeah. I'm no. Hold on here a second, Glenn. I'm not talking about the rapturist here. That was mm-hmm. fairly new to the scene. That don't worry, you good Christians. When it gets bad enough, we're not going to let you boil in the oil. We're just going to suck you up into heaven. You know, I saw the cute little right. bumper stickers. If this car is abandoned, well, that means yeah. No, Glenn, I'm talking about the prophesied. This has happened at least a dozen times before. And I, I'm, my mm-hmm. position here is not to denigrate the Christian belief, but I'm just here to say no. that this has been said before. I right, think. Right. We're, I think. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm holding. Okay. Hold. Okay. I think we're going to have to tough this one out, just like we've had sticky times in human history before. We've already been left the rule book. Where's the question here? Let's use the I rule agree. book. Okay. So. I. I, I but agree but I am not. I you've never heard me say that this is prophecy, this is end times, this is according to the Bible, and that's it. I ain't got to worry about it, because God's coming to our rescue. Right, 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 exactly. Well, which is why, like, okay, so we should, I think it's good for Christians to study prophecy, but let's face it, you're right, Christians have been meeting Jesus through death, not through the rapture for thousands of years, and there's possible persecution, wars, and all that kind of stuff. So yes, be ready to, to gut up and deal with the problems Real problems on the earth. You know, I, 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 I have this little fantasy that's a little loop that keeps playing through my head. And, I, and I'm envisioning God in the clouds up there, shrugging his shoulders and going, what is wrong with you? I, I created you. I even left you the rule book. What's your problem? What do you keep well, he, every he, time you're, you're praying to me on bended knee when you should be standing up straight and standing up for what's righteous and right? Right. And those are the moral dilemmas. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with the old movies. York, okay, that explores that. That whole movie is, is about that very thing, about the guy who became the hero sniper of World War One, I, I believe it was. Yeah. He was pacifist and didn't want to go off, and they show him going up into the mountains with his Bible and <laughs> yes. his hound dog to pray. Yes. And he joins the military and becomes a hero. Yep. So this is a this is a perennial theme. Yeah. You know. All right, Glenn. I, 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 wanted, I, I can I whip through something real quick. Okay, okay, you you got you got about a minute, and then we got top of the hour break. Go. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. List of five things related to the love of money being the root of all evil, and that that is um, fractional reserve lending, a practice thousands of year, years old. Number one. Number two, central banks. Number three, issuing fiat currency and the inconvertible paper standards. Number three, at compound interest is number four. And number five is derivatives in which uh, liabilities are pretended to be assets. And according to the Bible, what was one, the only time that Jesus was seen to be visibly, emotionally upset? Well, when he cleansed cleansed the temple precincts of the money changers who were selling um, sacrificial animals and changing money. There you go. There you go. Glenn, I'm out of of time at the top of the hour. Thank you very much for your call. All right. Josh in Minneapolis. And then John in California, I'll get your calls directly after top of the hour break. This is the National Intel Report, and I'm your host, John Stadmiller. Ladies and gentlemen, J.R. Moore here. We have a special promotion going on at Republic Broadcasting. This is a fundraiser for Republic Broadcasting involving the energy planner. Mail me a postcard. My address is at my website at thelibertyman.com. We pick a postcard every other Thursday. When your postcard is drawn out, 
you get to buy an energy planner for $215 instead of $285, $70 discount. $200 goes to Republic Broadcasting. You also get a 10% discount on my mattress pads. So get those postcards in, put your name, your telephone number, your email address on there, and when your postcard is drawn, you get to get an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285. Mattress pads, 10% off. Help us out at Republic Broadcasting and help yourself to get an energy cleaner at a deep discount. It's a win-win situation for everybody. We hope you can get these postcards in soon. Thank you very much. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 